You are listening. You are listening. You are listening to the Fly Fishing ninety seven podcast. Thank you. So, so Davin, Davin is with. Yeah, we we definitely. <laughs> and that's it's amazing point when you lose track of time when when your life is lived from just a series of events rather than um, the clocks. I love that. That's a beautiful place to be. Um, so Davin's with the the tour for another six days. Um, and I've got at least 11 days and it may stretch out to another 15. Don't tell me, don't tell my wife. Oh, not too bad. Uh, not, not great. We are, uh, we're smack, found ourselves smack dab in the middle of a storm. Uh, it's not, we're in, we just made it to Boise. Yeah. I think that's what this trip is really all about is, uh, seeing, Nymphing. <laughs> that was your answer. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh is more diversity uh you know being reflected in the in the outside. We have a chicken about to walk in the studio. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and you know, just um reaching out to a more um uh, a larger crowd of people, not just in uh, you know, uh you know, gender and uh, race, but uh, also in um, age, you know, bringing more people into um, the outdoors. I mean, that's really the only way that we can um, pull people to come together to conserve and love and appreciate what there is out there. Welcome to the Fly Fishing 97 podcast, featuring interviews with passionate people within the fly fishing industry. We focus on guides, conservation, resort managers, gear, and talented fly tires bringing usable information to fly fishers. The Fly Fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by The Fly Crate. Theflycrate.com is your source for all things fly fishing. The Fly Crate offers a monthly fly club. We select patterns every month for your home waters. With membership, you'll receive flies created to match the hatch in your area, along with the Fly Crate's guide magazine, the convenience of having flies delivered right to your door, some sweet stickers. Discover new patterns and start stocking your fly boxes now. Theflycrate.com Here's your host, Mark Hopley. So last week on the podcast, we had Josh Crumpton. Now, Josh is out of Limberley, Texas. And so he's he's embarked with a good buddy, Davin Topol. Uh, these guys are doing a sporting diversity road tour. Now, basically, they're spreading fly fishing um, all over, basically, uh, the U.S. And so they're, they're headed to... Uh, all different uh, destinations they are going to do a little upland game hunting. Um, it's basically celebrating diversity in fly fishing. So uh, Davin is uh, the head distiller uh, at Real Ale Brewing Company. He also happens to be a fly fishing guide. His good buddy Josh Crumpton has uh, Spoke Hollow Outfitters. We had Josh on last week, uh, and we said, hey, we're going to hook up with these guys while they're on the road and just kind of see... Um, see where they're at, see where this, this, this tour has taken them. And, uh, lots of fishing, lots of hunting. We're uh, waiting for the call right now. So as soon as we get it, we'll patch it through, but I'm pretty stoked to talk to them. Uh, apparently, uh, they just got a hold of me. They're in a driving rainstorm. Hello, Mark here. Hey, Marcus Davin. 
Hey, Davin, how are you, man? Oh, not too bad. Uh, not not great. We are uh, <laughs> we are smack found ourselves smack dab in the middle of a storm. Uh, Whereabouts are you? Not. We're in. We just made it to Boise. Okay. You got the wipers going. He pulled uh, over. You is, is one. Who's driving? Well, I'm driving my truck. And, uh, Josh is driving his. Uh, and we're trying to figure out well, a can, stopping point, but I don't. Hey. I don't know if we're going to be able to figure one out. Just because it's hard to concentrate. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I don't want to. Are you? Are you? A, are you available tomorrow if we do tomorrow like uh, early? Uh, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yes. What time are you thinking? Uh, probably. I think we should we we could shoot for like nine o'clock or something like that if that works for you. Nine o'clock in the morning. Or yeah, I no. suppose you got a day job though. No, you no, no. To, you know what? Job. It's good timing, Davin. I'm actually off tomorrow, so nine nine would work oh, for okay. me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me uh, let me confirm if that's going to work for Josh. But I think if we just this storm is just being a real pain in the ass. This is the first storm that we've uh, gone through in the last two weeks, and it does not want to seem to let up. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. So I want you guys to stay safe. Uh, we, so we, why don't why don't we chat when you're you know things calm down? Okay, yeah, I'll uh, I'll shoot you a text here in a little bit after I confirm with Josh on that time. Sounds good, man. Drive safe. We'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow, hopefully. Just just let me know. All right, thank you, sir. Sh- shoot me a text. Okay. Now. All right, man. Ciao. All right, bye. Exactly. <laughs> this is the east coast of Idaho. We're, I mean, it's fascinating. I like it, the east coast. At least in our mind. I've never heard of the east coast of Idaho. Okay, hold on a second. So We don't tell, we don't tell the Californians about it so they don't find it. How's the surf? <laughs> It's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> good, uh, stri- good striper run today. <laughs> okay, so we got something extra special for you guys today. Uh, we are heading out on the road with, we got three guys on the line. So last week we uh, we had Josh Crumpton on out of Limberley, Texas, and he dialed us all in on this Sporting Diversity Road Tour 2020 that's happening. And uh, these guys are are taking fly fishing on the road, um, and hopefully we can find out uh, where they've been, what they've been up to. Uh, we got Davin Topol on the line. Uh, now, Davin is a distiller. Uh, he also is a fly fishing guide. He's with Real Ale Brewing Company. We've got Ed Anderson, artist, avid fly fisher. He's got to check out his artwork on the 40th anniversary edition of, of Gray Sporting Journal. Guys, thanks for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. So, so dial, Thank you. dial us in. Um, where are you, I, I think you're what you say are you on the east coast of Idaho right now. Where are you joining us from? <laughs> well, we're we're at um, we're in Ed Anderson's studio um, in an undisclosed location in Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> Roger that. So. <laughs> Tell us what you guys have been up to. Where, now, we, we chatted briefly last night because we tried to do this last night, but it sounded like you guys were in the middle of the like the tsunami storm from hell. I, the window wipers were going crazy, and it sounded like uh, quite a drive last night. Did you come through a big storm? Yeah, we were. <clears throat> we had uh, just come into Boise, and it started coming down probably about 4 o'clock. Uh, and 
Ed took us back into uh, some BLM country out just outside of Boise. Uh, we were going to do some, we just basically just met up with him and uh, he took us directly out to the fields. Uh, and you know what? Screw the rain. We decided to get out and do some hunting anyway. Uh, we saw some Hungarian partridges on the side of the road as we were driving through and pulled off the side of the road and let the dogs out, got geared up, and, well, at least these boys did. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I've been having issues getting my licenses all set up, and uh, but I finally got it figured out. Uh, so, But a little late on the draw for that. So those boys went for a long hike. Uh, you just want to talk about that? Yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh, got to get the dogs on the ground. So since we last talked to you, mm-hmm. we have been, I guess we're on day 10 now. Mm-hmm. And we've been driving across the country, sleeping in our cars, uh, really kind of doing the dirtbag lifestyle, fishing and um, hunting. And we've done a lot of really great fly fishing along the way, but we only hunted a couple times. So it was exciting to meet up with Ed. Um, and he met us about an hour away from Boise, greeted us. Um, we jammed out to, um, as Davin said, a little bit of sort of roll. What would you call that area? I, I mean, it's just high desert, sagebrush, fun country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little, little rock, rock piles and sage. And, right. um, we got a couple of dogs Ed. um, put one of his uh, Boykins, what, what was what's the, what was the dog's name? Silas. Silas on the ground. And I, I put uh, Sally on the ground and we went for a walk, about a three, three and a half mile walk, uh, pushed a few birds. Ed took a shot, a hero shot, like 70, a thousand yards. I don't know. <laughs> it keeps getting farther and farther. Yeah. Like, it's like a good fish story, you know, as far as I can hold my arms up. <laughs> maybe, maybe Ed, um, Ed, you can tell us what you were, uh, what are you guys chasing there? Are we talking grouse? Are we talking uh, chuckers? What, what kind of birds are you guys? Actually, it was yeah. We were the 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 plan was to go down into into the South Fork and and, and hunt some chucker. And as it happened, there's a spot where you lose cell coverage. These guys needed to get their licenses on their phones, so I pulled over and you know waiting for these guys to figure it out. And as I'm standing in front of my truck, I see these Hungarian partridges running up the hill. I actually thought they were chucker. And so I looked at him. It's it's starting to piss rain, and I'm like, hey, we, I mean, we're here to hunt. There's birds to hunt. Let's go. Let's go chase them around. And it's uh, yeah, it's big rolling country into the breaks of a river, and so it's you know you get up to the top of these ridges, and it's beautiful. You know, the rain breaks a little bit, and you get that foggy, hazy, mm-hmm. you know, kind of overcast stuff going on. It was pretty. It was pretty neat. Yeah, those are awesome. Those are beauty days, you know, when the weather starts to turn a little bit and we kind of start stretching into fall and, uh, man, that gets the blood going for sure. So why don't you guys tell me, I'm curious, because Josh, when you and I last spoke, uh, you were packing as we were chatting and I kept thinking in my own mind, man, I hope you remember everything because how how did that work out? (laughs) Is there anything you wished you would have brought that you don't have with you? Not really. I mean... But I did forget things. I think I forgot. I forgot. You asked me what the weirdest thing I was going to bring was. And I actually forgot that it was the record player. Oh, was, right. was, it just gave me the look like you're bringing a record player. Austin hipsters. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, <laughs> it's the it's the boombox of 2020. The record player. <laughs> now, 
I mean, you, at least you picked some good company on this one. It's always good to have somebody that knows how to make a mean whiskey with you. Mm-hmm. It does. All right, um, what are you guys working on this morning? Or should I say this what evening? Are we doing this should I say this evening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Ed can kind of tell you what we're doing this evening. Well, we're uh, we're going to try to put these guys on some fish here on the Boise River in town. It's uh, as you know, being up in BC, it's uh, you know, it's kind of that season. The, the water they brought the water down after the irrigation season, um, getting some blue wing olive patches, and so yeah, we might uh, might get on some fish, and then we're doing our uh, our kind of. I've got a lodge up in in Donnelly, Idaho, where we we do elk season, and I'm between archery and rifle guiding right now, so. We're uh, we're gonna do our annual uh, kind of shop party. So I've got about thirty people coming over to the house. Uh, Scott Tharp from My Family Tradition is gonna cook. We're gonna do some wild game and uh, and yeah, have a throwdown with Jeff Crosby. He's gonna play some music. So right it's on. Fun, fun afternoon for us. Davin, maybe you can put in your words because Josh really explained it quite well. But in your words, what got this trip started for you guys? The Sporting Diversity Road Tour. Uh, uh, kind of take us back to the origins of that and why why you're doing it. Can, can I say booze first, though? Booze? Now no, go, go. It's booze. It's definitely booze. <laughs> there, was, there was a little bit of booze involved. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, what got this kind of kicked off was, uh, you know, uh, there was Josh and I were drinking, and this is shortly after. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> this is shortly after uh, the, the, uh, the Black Lives Matter uh, blackout movement, um, and, you know, the civil unrest that's been going on. And, you know, we just got to talking about um, how, you know, uh, underdeveloped the the whole aspect of diversity in the outdoors is and um, how cool it would be for us to kind of get that out in the light uh, and, you know, challenge people to uh, push it out there more. And, you know, and doing a road tour you know, it just kind of just snowballed into this, like we could do a road tour, we could fish and hunt along the way, uh, spreading the word about conservation and diversity. And, uh, and, you know, then we went to bed and, you know, forgot about it. it we, yeah. I mean, we, it, it wasn't forgotten about, but it was just one of those like, man, that would be cool. Uh, not going to happen. Now, well, wife won't let me wife, out between the wife and you know the middle of the pandemic and you know, it was just like man it would be cool and we probably would have done it if 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 um and so then josh was down in west texas uh visiting his other buddy uh ryan o'shaughnessy um getting uh the west texas uh quail property kind of set up with him and he brought it up to ryan and uh booze again <laughs> <laughs> over a glass of beer <laughs> that's what you want to call it uh, or uh yeah or 18 um but uh they started talking about the idea and ryan was really into it too and it just it properly just, lubricated him yeah it, it just it just uh made this lubrication machine kind of roll um and so next thing those guys are kind of planning the trip out, how it's going to look. And, uh, you know, then the question came up like, Oh, well, we still have our wives to ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, this was back in July. I think, uh, this was all kind of going down. We were discussing it. And, uh, and, uh, Josh gives me a call 
and says that Ryan's in. And uh, my wife was in Oklahoma uh, celebrating Fourth of July with family, and that was a perfect opportunity. <laughs> I always feel like she's, she's listening. It's, I always feel like it's a little better to call and just like, you know, and, it's, and it's, tell her I'm on the road. Yeah, and just left. tell her that I've left already. Yeah. Does she know that you've no, left yet? <laughs> no, this I, that's a joke. <laughs> this is in July when we started planning, and I just called her and just let her know, like, hey, this might be happening. And any anybody who's listening out there. Tell your wives months in advance. Just give them a heads up. Uh, it, it goes a long way. Not as my strategy. Just, as Not my strategy. Ed's shaking his head, too. No. You're, you're flanked on either side. Apparently, I've been And everybody's wife is like, yes, Davin, that guy, he's a good guy. I get billed as the good guy in a lot of these. Meanwhile, I'm like, uh, so I'm 200 miles out on the road. Um, yeah. Uh, I left this and this on the ranch. Uh, somebody's going to come by and do this. Yeah. And see you in five months. I, I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. That's not true. No, we, we all have we all have uh, beautiful, understanding wives. And I think what really put drove it, you know, home for them was the mission that we were on. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. just like a guy's trip going out. It was, you know, the uh, the message that we were trying to spread was uh, one that we felt was important and. Um, you know, it needs it needed to be done, and um, again, our, our lovely wives agreed with us. And in uh, yeah. uh, <clears throat> well, it's good and stuff. Here I, we are. I, and here we are. I love what you guys are doing. I, I, I obviously fly fishing, hunting, the outdoor world in general needs to be more exposed to to everybody. I mean, the more people are into it, the more conservation there's happening, and and I think it's great what you're up to. Ed, what's it like to have these guys roll through town and go, uh, okay? No. Game, game on. It's a loaded question. Oh, I mean, you know, I get to I get to be in the hospitality industry around hunting and fishing quite a bit. So the experience is always different with who comes and what people are prepared for. And um, I'll tell you what, these guys are uh, they're they're traveling pretty Spartan, I guess, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, have been making the most of it. I mean, I I, I am very impressed how you know they, they've still got their heads up having a great time and now they get to you know they get to leave my little shack and go up to the flying bee which is a which is a pretty extraordinary place so you know they've survived 10 days of sleeping in a truck and and uh yeah they're having a pretty good time with it we're at the reward this is the reward <laughs> por- this is the reward portion of the trip where we get to hang out at ed's house and have a nice dinner and do some yeah. fishing on the boise and then go to flying P and Josh, maybe in the salmon. Josh, maybe you could talk about how important planning this trip was as to that timing. So I would imagine if you spent twenty days in the truck or in the car, it's probably you know it's a little much, right? So you got to kind of like you say, you get to go see Ed, you get to kind of uh, like have a nice meal and, and and get out of the vehicles and and the flying is it the at the flying V is that what you said the ranch you're staying at? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. it's a Dorvis endorsed wing shooting lodge. Beauty. So I mean, how planning. how important was that? Planning, planning. Mm. I don't know that I planned. It just kind of happened. No. Winging it. I'm just winging <laughs> it. Oh, that was classic. So we're at one point in time, we're along on this trip, and we're we're standing there with some sponsors. And I, I do this thing, and the guys who work with me uh, love it so much. Yeah. I like to keep the plans secret so that I can see the surprise in their eyes when everything's turning out okay, or they're like, well, this is amazing. Did you plan this? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not telling you. Uh, no, there was a lot of plans. So, so we're along the road and we're with um, 
some friends of ours that were meeting up who were hosting us and they asked David a question. He's like, I don't know. We're just winging it out here. But every time we stay somewhere, he's like, this is amazing. Yeah. And so there was a lot of planning that went in. And, 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 and <laughs> I can't, really I can't tell if, I can't I tell if you're BSing me and this is all strictly winging it. <laughs> no, no, it, there's been a lot of planning. I'd been a test that I called him at least three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're stopping in town. No, there, there's been a lot of planning that went into it. And, and, and really, it, it was, as the planning process happened, it really was really organic. It was calling somebody and saying, hey, this is what we're doing. And them saying, man, that's really cool. And, and, and I want to hone down on what it is that we're doing. The, the idea of getting out here to talk about, you know, bird dogs, fly rods, um, conservation and diversity is really this idea that there is diversity in the sport already. Um, it needs to be more diverse and should be more diverse, but the marketing, um, the marketing arms of this sport are not necessarily showing that diversity. And I think it's because, um, when we get into a sales cycle, People say, this is our customer. Our customer is, you know, X, Y, Z years old, white and male. So then all of a sudden, all the imagery is targeted on the mainstream buyer. Mm-hmm. When there have been women and Hispanic people and black people and Asian people and, uh, and all, all sorts of people hunting and fishing for a while. So this, this trip is about highlighting that, hey, we're out here. And let's move the conversation or nudging a movement that was already happening. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty cool to be here at Ed's house because he's, he's among my favorite people. And um, what I've really enjoyed with the planning of this is there's about 30 key individuals that, are, that we're meeting up with along the way. And it's been cool to see them all get together. Ryan O'Shaughnessy will be here later this evening. So Ed will get to meet Ryan. He's a top of his game. Um, upland hunter ed is top of his game artist uh dad's an amazing whiskey maker and me i'm just the schmuck who hangs out with all these guys <laughs> <laughs> come on now owner of smoke hollow outfitters we know that and we i know you spend a lot of time out in the water and and also chasing birds i like that bird dogs and fly rods that that uh that's gonna stick with me so I, I got to tell Davin, it's funny, I was chatting, I, I had Aaron Reed on the podcast a while ago, and he, he put out that book on uh, Fly Fish in Austin and Central Texas, and he, he, he told me a long time ago, I need to get you on, so when, when you guys reached out, I'm like, this is perfect. Felt like- yeah, yeah, Aaron's a good guy, he's, a, he's been a good friend uh, in the industry, uh, and just good friends uh, all around, uh, and uh yeah, originally, I, I don't know how long ago you were supposed to do a podcast a while back, and I think I was leaving for Oaxaca yeah. back in February, uh, and it just didn't work out, and um, I think we wanted to do it after that, and then all the pandemic dropped down on us, uh, but yeah, um, I, I think this is the best time to uh, to actually get this podcast done, because uh, I mean, so much has happened since then, and we're, you know, we're able to get uh an even more important message out uh, well i think than it, just the distilling i think i think that's yeah exactly it's important right and and i don't know about you but for me right now i find 
you're getting inundated with news and with just negative stories. We need some more positivity out there, and it's a, it's a welcome time for a trip like this. I, before we get more into your trip, I'm going to do something a little odd. Okay, so I've got these rapid-fire questions, and I know Josh is pretty familiar with them because we did this last week, but I'm going to ask the three of you, okay, and you can all chime in. When you guys, Ed, let's start with you. When you're driving to the water or you're uh, driving to uh, chase some birds, what are you listening to in your way? Music wise, uh, some Americana. Actually, we were just talking about these guys have have some Idaho guys down in Austin. Reckless Kelly, Mickey, and the Motor Cars. Good friend of mine, Jeff Crosby, is playing tonight. So, um, yeah, some Americana, a little guitar, and some songwriting. Three chords and the truth. What about you, Davin? Yeah, I, I'm uh, along those lines of outlaw country. Paul Coffin, uh, Willie Nelson. Sergio Simpson, uh, but uh, I'm I'm open to a lot of diverse music as well. So, but yeah, typically it's that outlaw country. Josh, has anything changed on this trip? Is there anything you're listening to that you weren't last week? <laughs> Prince, when the doves cry. Perfect. Hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and no. actually from Minnesota. So I, like, I know. I, I threw that out there. Threw it right out. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I've been listening to the. the bit of uh i typically listen to pretty much straight in line the, with the answers these guys gave but i've been listening to some led zeppelin lately nice getting the, mm, getting the lead out <laughs> not in california <laughs> <laughs> digging deep into the fly box ed what's one pattern that you can't live without yellow sally davin uh higgins sos josh uh, down in Texas, the Rio Getter, Matt Bennett. Giddy up. There's some good patterns right there. You guys all tie? Not, not since I had children. <laughs> <laughs> I still tie. I still tie a little bit. Davin's the only one tying around here. Tying went on. Tying? Yeah. We all tie went on. That, okay. That's for sure. Send my professionally. <laughs> yeah, you seem like you guys are good at that. Favorite oh, place to talk fly fishing, Ed? Is there a coffee shop? Is it your studio? Is there a watering hole locally? Where do you go to get your fix when you're not in your waders? Uh, the, the studio is a, a pretty good choice if I can get the boys over here, get a cigar going, and, and talk fishing. Uh, watch a lot of fly fishing films in here. Um, either that or Idaho Angler here in Boise. Best fly shop in Boise. Well, that's a great shop. We went there last time I came to visit. Really good shop. Davin? <clears throat> At the caboose. Spoke all about fitters. I think some of the best stories that we've been telling are uh, over a glass of whiskey at the down by the Blanco River at the caboose or on the uh, on Josh's uh, uh, deck. <clears throat> Perfect. Um, Josh, a big would deck. You, would you a lot echo- of people can get on it and talk fly fishing. <laughs> would you echo that too, Josh? Yeah, I was gonna say I was actually gonna say in a van down by the river, <laughs> and, and and then I was gonna tell you about the caboose. So yeah, Davin just beat me to it. Those are those are my favorite. And you know the reality is, I love talking fly fishing, upland hunting anywhere, anywhere people listen and uh, and we'll you know get a back and forth on it. Doesn't matter to me. Biggest I'm lesson. Easy you guys have learned in fly fishing ed if you had a single takeaway when it comes to time on the water and just kind of what you what it brings to your life uh could you verbalize that 
what it means to my life? Yeah. Wow. I know that's a big question, but it's a really deep quick question. <laughs> Do you like another swig of whiskey? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think uh, as somebody who didn't grow up with fly fishing, the, the biggest takeaway for me is patience. I mean, it, it teaches you just a different pace of life and, and to appreciate the, the moments around it as opposed to instant gratification. Hmm. How about you, Davin? Yeah, for me, it's been, you know, clarity and focus um, and um, just slowing life down. It's it's hard to do that, I feel like, any time, any day and age, you know, um, and I feel like tying flies and, and fly fishing just really um, helps you to clear the mind and just focus on your craft. And um, I, yeah, I really appreciate that in the sport. Hmm. Uh, Josh, any, uh, anything to chime in on there? So for me, these guys, I'm last. They get, they always get the good answers. I mean, for me, it's, it's, um, sorry to follow friends. It is. It, yeah. Well, the, the thing is, is a lot of like tangled lines and cursing rock and roll, loud music, and just like primal screams. No, that's the opposite. <laughs> that's not, that is not what it is for me. Wow. Fly fishing. Um, was my point of entry into looking at biological diversity in the streams and watersheds and really starting to learn about conservation and impact cause and effect, um, starting to look at stream health and the insects that are on it. So to me, you know, fly fishing opened with the door opener for conservation. Yeah, well said. Um, Guys, here's something to think about. When I'm not fly fishing or hunting i'm usually doing what ed probably drawing yeah davin uh cooking and um yeah i i I really love to cook i guess Uh, it's probably one of my other passions besides distilling and fishing cool what, what about yourself, again. Josh? Again, last. All we're the gonna, good ones. I'm coming, I'm coming to you first next time. <laughs> we're all cut from the same cloth. He's really getting the shaft on. Drinking and sleeping. <laughs> no. Um, I'm, if I'm not doing those things, I'm usually making phone calls, uh, networking with people, <laughs> yeah. um, running running the business, That's or, or spending time with my family. Yeah. Those are the two things that I'm doing. Okay. Josh, I'm starting with you. Best job. Oh man! Best, oh yes! Here best it goes. job gonna, you ever I'm, had. Get ready. Best job. Best job I've ever had. Well, so I remember, you know, as an artist, um, <laughs> I remember doing the cover. Of the story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Crazy And then, you know, I, can I follow it up with when I was a whiskey maker in Texas? <laughs> 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 no. Uh, best job I've ever had. Um, being a parent being a parent that's 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 my best job i've ever had way to steal a good answer up front i love it Mm. (laughs) (laughs) that's funny i think i know who the comedian of the group is you can tell i've just started drinking whiskey earlier in the day so they'll catch up (laughs) i'm not going to say what time we're doing this call just so you guys know because i I... (laughs) it's probably a good idea it's 6 (laughs) a.m That's... How how early is it, how how early is too early to drink whiskey on the river? 
Well, a better question. And I think, no such thing. I think all bets are off. Like it's like the camping rule, right? You know, when you're yeah. at when you're at the river and you come out of the tent or you come out of the trailer or whatever, um, time doesn't matter. <laughs> mm. Ed, what We've about you? We've definitely entered that zone on this trip. And speaking of like sleeping in tents down the river, you know, I'm, I'm I'm old and broken down, and so you know, you sleep on the ground. Your thermorest didn't quite hold air the way it was supposed to. You, you get those oh, creaks yeah. and cracks when you when you pile out of the tent. Mm-hmm. You look at the water. I mean, shit. Six o'clock isn't too early. <laughs> <laughs> it's just medication at that point to get the back feeling exactly. better. <laughs> Ed, Ed, what about you? Best job you ever had? Are you doing it right now? I, I, I'll tell you what, I'm about the luckiest guy in the world. Uh, I, I get to wake up and draw and write as little or as much as I want to. I have great kids. My, my studio's on at my house. Um, the only other job than that when I was when I was 18 years old, I worked in a warehouse swinging boxes, uh, listening to music all day and just mindless work. I, there's a lot of days that I trade to go back to that. No responsibility mm. and just making straight cash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean by that. There's something kind of, you don't have to worry where that next paycheck's coming from. You just do your thing, right? Yep, exactly. Mm. Uh, what about you, Davin? Um, I have a feeling it's in the distilling end of things, but I could be wrong. Best job you ever had? Yeah, I uh, I currently uh, I currently don't work because I love what I do. Uh, I'm both tied to distilling and the uh, uh, and the guiding aspect. Uh, but um, besides that, like I, I uh, when I was 21, I moved to Park City, Utah, and I still say to this day it was probably I mean it was the funnest job that I ever had was making snow for Deer Valley. Uh, resort um that's uh that's kind of where i i mean basically it's where i cut my teeth you know getting outside of minnesota and uh, getting introduced to people from all over the world uh, that were making snow with me and i mean you're just snowmobiling from from noon to midnight um and checking guns and looking at the stars at the top of the mountain where nobody else is. I, I, that still really holds a special place for me, that job. That sounds pretty good. Uh, what's the best whiskey you have ever had? I, I always like to ask somebody. Real spirits. Real spirits? There you go. <laughs> that's only one answer. That's, that's... <laughs> real spirits. It's really, it's really, really <laughs> I should have seen that coming. Real spirits. Got it. Love it. So, <laughs> and next question. Next. So, uh, we have got the guys on the line from the Sporting Diversity Road Tour 2020. Uh, we're joined today by Josh Crumpton out of Limberley, Texas. We've got Davin Topol from Real Ale Brewing Company. He's a distiller, fly fishing guide, and we're grateful that Ed Anderson has joined us tonight. Amazing artist. I was just checking out some of uh, your artwork, Ed, on... uh, I looked at the 40th anniversary uh, cover edition of Gray's Sporting Journal. Um, Talk to me about your art a little bit. Um, Now, look, I'm not an artist, but I'm looking as... as, It looked like... Are you mostly in watercolor, or what's your kind of... uh, Your medium? I call it a big controlled mess. Uh, <laughs> throw around a lot of color, a lot of watercolor. I mean, most of the big paintings are acrylic and, and water, and then just do a sharpie drawing over the top on the paintings. 
it's all kind of based in my my stream journal, if you will, my, my sketchbook. So drawing pictures, writing about my adventures, whether it's fishing, elk hunting, going bird hunting with these guys. I'll bet there's going to be a story out of this little this little trip. Uh, but yeah, so just uh, it, it's it's my lifestyle and, and trying to put it on paper and eventually on on walls for people to enjoy. Hmm. Good stuff. Davin, I'm going to throw a question your way, and uh, this is one that I ask on the show every time, and uh, Josh answered it for me last week, so uh, maybe we'll give both you guys a shot at this one. If there's something you could change in the sport of fly fishing, and, and maybe that's what this trip is all about, but um, what would you like to see us do a little differently on the water and off? Yeah, I think that's what this trip is really all about, is seeing um, uh, nymphing. <laughs> <laughs> that was your answer. Yeah. Sorry. 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 Uh is more diversity uh, you know, being reflected in the in the outside. We have a chicken about to walk in the studio. <laughs> Sorry. Uh and you know, just um reaching out to a more um uh, a larger crowd of people, not just in uh, you know, uh you know, gender and uh race but uh, also in um, age you know bringing more people into um, the outdoors I mean that's really the only way that we can um, pull people to come together to conserve and love and appreciate what there is out there right yeah that's really well said and something that Josh and I were talking about too last week and I thought really struck a chord with me as well was um and I don't even know if I'm verbalizing this correctly, but economic diversity, like people, whether you come from, you know, lots of money, no money, who cares? Um, the outdoors is the outdoors. It's there for everybody to enjoy. And I think that <clears throat> fly fishing's kind of got a bit of a, a misnomer that it takes a ton of money. I mean, you you can really do this sport pastime for not a lot if you if you really want. Anybody can sneak into a fly shop and steal rods and flies. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think you cannot do that. You will go to jail if you do that. If you must. So would no, you recommend I mean, Smoke Hollow for that? <laughs> you, we don't have a fly shop. We, we used to, we used to, no, I mean, the, the reality is that I encourage anyone um, who's listening to this, if you have any trouble with accessing, you can find us. Uh, hookandfield.com you can reach out you can call me personally you can call that phone number and i will work on finding you you will make it happen i will i will find you the gear anybody who's listening to this and if they know anybody just reach out i will make it happen if you have the interest we will we will plug you into absolutely and and i hope that my phone rings so much with that that i can't do anything else other than that that's cool and i'll just figure it out from there yeah well said what about you, Ed? Why don't you chime in on this? You're kind of quiet. Are you chasing that chicken around out of the room? What's going on? Yeah, if the chickens get in here, all chaos breaks loose. We got to take it. You guys aren't kidding. There's a chicken walked in your room. Yeah, so I mean, so yeah, just walked by the door. We're kind of we're outside Boise, and when, when COVID hit here and they started shutting things down, I've got I've got twin nine year old girls and and uh, basically built a coop out of my all my excess uh, painting stuff and. Uh, yeah, we've got we've got eleven chickens and two ducks. So <laughs> good stuff. Oh, that's why the Prince song oh. keeps coming up. Yeah, <laughs> when ducks cry. When ducks cry. <laughs> oh, ducks! I thought you said. I thought you said. Ducks. I did. I did actually play that song. Oh, ducks. So, is it yeah. hard as somebody that hunts ducks to own ducks? 
I think they're all a big pain in the ass. It's hard on the duck. It's hard on the duck. When he brings, when he brings the other duck home, it's keep, hard on the duck. Keep Ed, laying egg. Keep Ed, laying egg. Ed, the reason I ask that question is because I raise koi, and you wouldn't believe the amount of guilt I feel when I feed those, I hand feed those poor little guys, and I'm thinking, if only you knew. If only. Yeah. <laughs> only you knew I like going to streams and putting a hook in the face of your friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. All right, so talk to me about what's going on in this. So where are you guys going? You're going for birds this afternoon? Was that, was that uh, or are we going fishing? I can't fishing. remember. We're going fishing. I think we're going to go fishing. Yeah, fishing. Okay. We're, we're going to see if we can get that blue wing olive hatch. We, nice. had, a, we had a good front. This, this, this rainstorm that moved through yesterday brought this front through. Uh, got some good weather, good cool weather. I think we're going to get a nice little hatch on the Boise River this afternoon. So we'll go check it out. So now... I'm a bit ignorant on on that system. Is this? Or what are you chasing? Rainbows? Uh, is there browns in there? Yeah, we've got we've got rainbows and brown trout in the Boise River system coming out of the Snake River. Um, uh, you know, pretty they, the fishing game here does a pretty good job with the the hatchery program here. So lots of lots of farm raised rainbows in the lower section where we're at. We've got native rainbows and um, no browns, but uh, yeah, actually some some very very big rainbows lie lie right here so we'll see good stuff. super excited yeah good stuff so um i'm gonna ask you guys to kind of describe your perfect day on the water um davin if you if you could just kind of paint us a picture i know ed's probably the one that should be painting right now but you <laughs> paint us a picture davin of what your perfect day looks like you know what are you chasing what kind of water are you fishing uh what kind of whiskey are you drinking i think we know that. i think we i think we know that yeah, real spirits. Real spirits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, my perfect day on the water is uh, has not happened yet. I'm really looking forward to getting my kids and my whole family out on <clears throat> the raft, rowing down river, and seeing um, my kids casting. Uh, you know, casting off the edge of the boat while my wife is. Pouring me a glass of real spirits. <laughs> I, I, I'm really looking forward to getting the kids uh, out in the water, though. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something, and I probably shouldn't say this, but I don't want to ruin any dreams. This that was my dream. Now I got two 19 year old girls, and I still have never got them fly fishing. I've had them out on the and it's like you're I, crushing, I, you're crushing I, my dream. <laughs> no, because you're gonna live your dream. I'm Nash. just I'm gonna get them out when they're 30. That's my goal. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, sorry. Um, Ed, uh, get those watercolors and acrylics going. Paint us a picture. What does your day look like? I, I, How many chickens? I think you gotta take a, you got to take a good, yeah, plug a couple feathers out of those birds, tie something up. But, no, you got to take a good fall day like this in Idaho. You get, get in the mountain, get the trees. The, the trees are all changing colors. You got the, you know, your small stream rolling downhill. Uh, it's the classic, right? Every, the thing everybody thinks about when you, when you're thinking about fly fishing. We're really lucky to have it here in Idaho. Um, anybody who wants to move here, though, you can't get a permit to go fishing, so that's a problem. But we enjoy it as the people who live here. So, I mean, if you're from California, Washington, no room. Oregon, Texas, <laughs> uh, it's, it's it's a really really nice opportunity that. We 
Wow. Well a, put a little salt well. in that one. <laughs> tell you what, we've been, we have, uh, uh, Idaho is the fastest growing, growing place in the United States right now. And the, the rate at which people are moving to this town and the town where our lodge is, is it's extraordinary. It's great. I know this is a wonderful place, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a pretty strange feel to have the, the masses moving here. Start looking for the next place. I, I might two, actually be getting dual residence. Oh, I've already. <laughs> I set up in the basement. I'm like, yeah, I've already. The, the family's on the way. We're gonna live in. No, you can't live there. Somebody else already has that address. His name is Ed. No, no, no. I live in the basement. Care of. <laughs> Care of. Uh, you guys are killing me. That's just great. Um, I feel like I'm. You know, the goal that I always have on this, and I've always wanted to do this, never got a chance to do it, is almost take the listeners on a trip. And uh, thank you guys for giving us the opportunity to do that because I feel like I'm about to uh, kind of grab a fly rod and a glass of something and head out the door. That's pretty cool. Um, I'm going to start with you, Josh, because I know you, you don't want to go last all the time. Um, crazy question. Have you had anything weird or wonderful happen to you in your time on the water? Like I always like to ask my guests if they've had any crazy fish stories or just uh, you wouldn't believe this, but this actually happened. Oh man, I don't. I can't actually think of anything super crazy that's happened. No crazy wildlife um, stories, or no. I told you about my trout set on my tarp, and that's that's not crazy. People do that. You actually, I did. You admitted it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you admitted on a fly fishing. I have no. I have no. I have no shame. In that. Listen, I've, I've spent my whole life fishing for trout. Um, saltwater is is a newer thing to me. Yeah, I get um, it. That's an instinct, right? That's um, a reflex. Yeah, it, it is. And so when it happens to anybody else who's listening, don't oh, feel bad. It's, it's and and all the rest just, of you, all the rest show. of you who are out there, you know you've done it too. <laughs> um, uh, I, I haven't had anything crazy happen, honestly. Um, nope, nope. Can't even make anything up. Oh. Man, I can't even make a fish what story about, up for you. What about, what about you pass, guys? Pass. Ed, Davenant, you got any, anything weird or wonderful happen to you uh, you can elaborate on? Oh, you know what? Here we go. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You know what? Um, I do remember it was wonderful. I was when I was fifteen years. No, I was sixteen. I drove down Valley and I went and uh, fished an area of the San Miguel outside of Telluride, and I was fishing along the river, and there was a hippie camp, and there was a bunch of naked women there. That, that's <laughs> it. It was wonderful. Uh, 50, as a fifteen, sixteen-year-old, it was a very. It was like a hippie. Um, free spirit camp outside of Telluride. They don't have those there anymore. Well, I think you missed the I, <clears throat> you missed the question. Paint your perfect fishing day. <laughs> I think you got that mixed up. He didn't. He didn't. Your, he didn't give me that. I know, question. No, no. I think he didn't give me that question. You just I just wanted to tell the story. Ed, no. Yeah. No. Ed, um, Ed, can you channel your inner Josh and kind of put that on canvas? <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got an art degree. I've got tons of it. He's like, there's nothing weird or wonderful about that. Oh, that's a French woman. No, have you seen? Have you seen a naked hippie? Oh man, yeah, that's it. That's my story. I like it. Good stuff. Um, geez, well, dial me in, guys, for the rest of this trip. I mean. 
I'm happy if you can check in with us as much as you feel uh, you have the time to do it, because I'd like to do this at least one more time. Um, how long is this trip going for again, Josh? I forget. I don't know. It's never ending. <laughs> um, no, we've got what date? What's the date today? It's the tw- uh, ele- 11th. Thank you. So, so Davin, Davin is with, yeah, we, we definitely, <laughs> and this, it's amazing point when you lose track of time, when, when your life is lived from just a series of events rather than, um, the clocks. I love that. That's a beautiful place to be. Um, so Davin's with the, the tour for another six days. Um, and I've got at least 11 days and it may stretch out to, Another fifteen. Don't tell my don't tell my wife. It may be fifteen days. Can we post this uh, fifteen days later? I have to be back in Texas on um, October twenty seventh, and so it's loose. I like what you said there about uh, not knowing what day it is or what time it is. I always joke with my wife that is my goal in life is to not know what day it is. I don't. Who cares? Who cares what time it is? You know what I mean? You just get up, do what you want to do, and and live life and. That sounds like uh, you guys are kind of losing track of time on this trip, and that means that means one thing: that means you're having fun. That's for sure. Ed, um, are you going to be glad to get these guys uh, out on the water? I guess I, I don't want to hold you guys back. <laughs> you're sitting there, you know. At what time is it? You're an hour ahead of me, so you you got you're coming into some good fishing time here. Just right after. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's a. It's a damn miracle. I got them into birds yesterday, so we might as well keep rolling those dice and, and see if I can find some fish this afternoon for them. <laughs> so, so Mark, I thought you were going to say you're going to be glad to get them out of your house. <laughs> I, <laughs> I I, I'll be honest with you. I was going to say that, but then I, I kind of thought I'd take the high road. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you guys are having fun so i uh you know it's all good i actually was gonna say that it's funny you you picked up on that <laughs> <laughs> we're both oh, so the answer to that the answer to that question is i'm trying to rearrange my schedule so i can hang out with you guys which is no joke yeah. no joke yeah well ed you don't want to move into their car right so why can they move into your house <laughs> it's like, yeah no i uh Well, and and let's let's the flying bee is, I mean, it is top brass lodge. It is, I mean, he's like, yeah, I'll join you for that part, that part of the trip, you know. But they uh, go for the high end stuff for sure. Why, why don't you throw yeah. out some of the sponsors you've got, uh, guys? Some of the companies you've got involved that are stepping up uh, on this kind of bird dogs and fly rods, sporting diversity road tour 2020, uh, getting out there and, and getting everybody to the water. Um, throw some names at us that are involved in this. So these are other people who are uh, actively supporting or inspire us. And um, we've got. Orvis, Trout Unlimited, Pheasants Forever, Desert Door, Flying Bee Ranch, Real Ale Brewing, Real Spirits Distilling, Chama Chairs, Frame Coffee, Bar You Eat, Ed Anderson Art, uh, Sightline Provisions, Spoke Hollow Outfitters, Rambler, um, The Real Life Fly Shop, The Taos Fly Shop, Whiskey Leather Works, Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation, uh, Salmon River Tours, Stewards of the Wild, Texas, Heads Up Fly Fishing, Yukonuba, Sporting Dog, and uh, that's it. Those, those are, there. are people who have either supported or inspired us, and we want to thank them all um, greatly. What? Here's a question for, for, for Davin and, and for you, Josh. 
what's been the biggest challenge on the trip so far? Keeping my air mattress aired up. <laughs> yeah, I've been there. <laughs> do not do not bring an air mattress on a road tour. Like it's the worst idea. Just get mm. the self-inflatable Paco pads. Or <laughs> are you both having the same issue? No, no, nope, oh. I don't have that issue. I I have a, a Tempur-Pedic in the back of my Suburban. Perfect. That I parked down by the river. Um, my biggest, I would say, the biggest challenge is. Um, so we're getting so much good content yeah. and um, I did not plan enough down days. And so it's processing that content and getting it out to people. That's, you've got a lot in the can and it's just, it's just going to take us some time to get it out. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's yeah. the biggest challenge, you know, uh, that, and also trying to decide which day we've had the best time because we, they've all been pretty damn I think there, I think there's still to come. I don't know. I'm really looking forward to. <laughs> <laughs> have you yeah. found Have you found lack of Wi-Fi an issue at all? Because I like if we want to follow Major. A, along on this trip. So are you posting on your on your Instagram account? Where Where are we going to find this as we go? You can uh, find content uh, at Spokalo Outfitters on Instagram and Facebook, um, and at Sporting Diversity. You can follow any of our individual accounts um, at Whiskey River Chronicles on Instagram, at Texas Josh on Instagram. Uh, you can pick up part of the story from uh, Edgar at, at Sightland Provisions, and Ed will probably put a thing or two up on his. So, um, at, Ed at Ed Anderson Art, yeah. Is there a hyphen on that somewhere? Nope. Oh, at Ed Anderson Art. Good, good stuff. Well, I don't want to keep you from the water. I'll let you get out there. Guys, thanks so much for taking the time tonight. I wish you uh, uh, you know, a great day on the water today, and uh, good luck with the rest of the tour. Well, thanks for having us on, Mark. It was, uh, it was a great conversation. Thank you. Yeah. It was great. To we see. never know how these things are going to go, and this is, this is a lot of fun. So thanks for having us on. Sitting here with these guys has been a blast. I hope Thanks, we get Mark. to do it again. That's Josh Crumpton, uh, Davin Topol, and Ed Anderson. They're on the Sporting Diversity Road Tour 2020. The Fly Fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by theflycrate.com. Thank you for listening to the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. Your feedback matters. Let us know if there's a person or topic you'd like discussed. Email us at mark at flyfishing97.com. Until next time, tight lines, and we'll see you on the water. Mm-hmm.